Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.au. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. Who here likes change? Hmm. A few people, yeah? See, the thing with change is sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I feel like we've all had these moments of frustration when, when change can be yeah, frustrating, can be upsetting, um, can be a really emotional thing to, to deal with. The thing with change is that sometimes it can be a good thing. Sometimes they say change is as good as a holiday, right? But the thing is, often when things change, they don't always go back to the way they once were. I wonder if you remember what this is. This is a cassette tape for young players. Inside is the tape where the music would be. You could put this into a a machine and it would play music. There's a a side of tracks on one side and then you'd get to the end of that and you'd have to take it out, switch it around, put it back in and play all the other odd songs that were on the B side of the, of the, the cassette, right? But see, the thing is, sometimes it would get snagged in the cassette player. And so as you pull the tape out, so comes all the tape that's inside the cassette, and you end up with a mess like this. And so maybe you have a very specific, important tool in your toolbox that would help with this. Just a pen or a pencil. And you'd be able to get it into the little, little hole and you'd be able to wind it all back on carefully. And hopefully your songs would play as normal. But who knows that sometimes the, the tape would snap. It's all over then. It will not play. Or it will and then it'll run out real quick. What about one of these? Did you have one of these growing up? Slinky, yeah? And so they can, they can climb downstairs by themselves. They can... They make funny noises. You can stretch them from here to there. But who knows that as soon as there's one kink in that, that um, slinky, it will not go back the way it's meant to be. Yeah? No matter how hard you try, there'll be just this awkward little kink in it, and it doesn't go down the stairs just the same as it used to. Here's a new thing. Probably not a new thing. Maybe you, you know this. Did you know caterpillars make butterflies? What? Yeah. It's a thing. So um, what happens, though, is they build themselves this little cocoon, right? And then, then all of a sudden, next minute, well, actually, like 10 to 15 days later, they're a butterfly. But it, it's not like they just grow wings, right? So I went to the most, one of the most reliable sources, Google, to see how this actually plays out. And so according to Google, and I quote, they create the, cat- the, the cocoon around themselves, and the caterpillar's body breaks down into a kind of soup and is reorganized into the adult structures of a butterfly. This can take between 10 to 15 days, and then an adult butterfly emerges. So it's not like they just grow wings. It's like they start again fresh and create this butterfly, right? And so things are different. They're, they're reorganized, they're completely changed, and there's no way of going back. Butterflies can't make caterpillars. Or at least that's what Google tells me. See, the change has already happened. It can't be reversed. 
And so what's the point of these stories, you might be asking? Well, see, today as we reflect on having celebrated Easter last weekend, we note that the, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus cannot be undone. Things have changed. Things have changed for, for the better, absolutely. But they can't be reversed. They're, they're reorganised and cannot go back to the way they once were. And so that's what we're going to have a look at today. The resurrection changes everything, right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the opportunity to come around your word. Father God, as we reflect on those events of that first Easter, on, on the sacrifice you made and, and the triumph you had at the resurrection, Father God, would you encourage us? Would you show us your ways? And would your word speak to us today? Father God, would we leave this place changed, changed in a way that won't go back the way it once was? Lord Jesus, we ask these things in your name. Amen. And so last week we came together as a community, a community of believers here at York Street, but a worldwide community of Christians to celebrate Easter, one of the, well, the most significant event in the Christian calendar, right? And so we stopped and we, we reflected on not only the ministry of Jesus, but all that was achieved at the cross, at his death, and even more specifically, what happened as a result of the resurrection. On Easter Sunday, we, we had a look at how the resurrection was an event that, that changed everything. The crucifixion in Jesus' time was, was a thing. That's how criminals were, were uh, punished. But death, being, uh, like someone dying and being raised to life, that's, that's next level. That's not something that had ever been seen before. That's not something that had ever happened before. And just as the prophecies had, had uh, detailed, this event happens. And so the resurrection changes everything. And that's what we're going to have a look at today. The early disciples struggle to wrap their heads around this. They, they seem to understand for a moment, and then they kind of just turn back to the way things once were. Old way of doing things before the resurrection. Even some of these guys had face-to-face -face interactions with the risen Jesus. Yet soon they forget, and soon they try to go back to the old way. The Apostle Paul writes in his first letter to the Corinthians this, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have, have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures that he was buried, and it doesn't stop there, Paul continues, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. See, see Paul teaches us that, that we have to come to grips with this biblical reality, right? That, that the resurrection of Christ can't be divorced from the death of Christ. They come hand in hand, and one can't be independent of the other. That's what the gospel's all about. Those two events, that they can't be separated. But like that cassette tape, and like the slinky, and even the butterfly, things have changed and they can't go back to the way they once were. So Paul's reminding these early Christians of that, that it, because they're starting to fall back into their habits, right? And their old ways of thinking. So he needs to, to remind them. And he sends a series of letters to a series of churches to do precisely that. And so we learn that the resurrection changes the rules, right? 
Scripture shows that the, the, the way we live life is different now, this side of the resurrection. The early Christians, some of which were Jewish converts, were still trying to live life under their, their old traditions, their old rituals, and the obligations of the law. The Mosaic law is, is what was detailed to Moses from God in the early books of the Bible in Exodus. And it, the, these rules form the majority of the first five books known as the, the Torah, right? And we think, oh, yeah, the Ten Commandments. I've heard of that before. Yeah. But in fact, there were 613 commandments. And it, it talks of the ways in which the Hebrew people should live, the way, when, when and how they should work, how they should worship, what they should eat, what they should and shouldn't do with their bodies, to make sacrifices, and how to go about that. And so there's all these laws, there's all these rules. And by adhering to these rules, that they maybe, maybe might be clean, might be worthy of the favour of God. And see, we see that through Scripture it doesn't work. A good part of the Old Testament is the, the Israelite nation trying and failing at doing precisely that, trying to keep these rules, trying to keep these rituals. And see, Jesus is this coming Messiah that they've been waiting for, that actually fulfills the law once and for all, that corrects that relationship between humanity and God. He's the ultimate sacrifice. He wipes that debt clean, and he closes the divide, makes things right. So that, so that those laws, those rules, no longer apply. Colossians 2, 16 to 17 says this, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. The old rules don't apply anymore. The Messiah has come and the law has been fulfilled. That Messiah died and rose again so that those old rules are out the window. The resurrection changes our focus. The old way of life looks at, at how I can make myself right before God, what I can change, what I can sacrifice to be worthy to come into the presence of God. After the resurrection, after the veil is torn, we all have full access to God. He's available to us, to everyone, not even just the Jewish people, everyone who calls on his name. We touched on this scripture last week. Romans 10, 11 says this, Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew or Gentile, Israelite nation or everyone else. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call upon him, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So then by professing with our mouths and believing in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, changes our focus. When we, we live in the grace of this free gift that God gives us, our focus changes to let other people know about it. We're no longer living in a way that means we're working to please God with our sacrifices or the rules that we keep. It means that that's sorted, that's dealt with, thanks to the resurrection. The law of grace means that we live in confidence of our own salvation, and why would we keep that to ourselves? Imagine just for a minute trying to convey the gospel message without the resurrection. 
wouldn't make sense. For Paul, the resurrection of Christ means that all the different... Uh, made, for Paul, the resurrection of Christ made all the difference in the world when it came to sharing the gospel. If Christ had not been raised, he says, then our preaching is in vain. It's the resurrection that changes everything. Our focus becomes about sharing a message of hope and love and acceptance and freedom to those around us. Our focus is no longer me-focused, but we-focused. The resurrection changes the outcome. Paul says that if Christ has not been raised, your, your faith is futile and you're still in your sins. We often limit our understanding of salvation purely to the death of Christ. And certainly the death of Jesus is, is this one act of righteousness that the scriptures speak of. Sinners are declared righteous by, in God's sight as a result of his death on the cross. By raising Jesus from the dead, God declares that, that this is satisfied. He, he's approved of this. This is his plan and everything has come to fruition. We call this justification. Someone once told me, being justified before God is just if I'd never sinned. Easy way to remember it. Without the resurrection, we have limited hope for a future. As Paul says in no uncertain terms, if Christ has not been raised, then we should be pitied. We should, what we're doing is, is worthless. But see, Christ has risen from the grave. He has been raised, and we as his disciples can look, look death in the face, knowing that it doesn't have the victory. It's not the end. Paul says this, Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Our future is sealed and protected in the resurrection. That when our earthly life fades, and it will, this marks the beginning of the next chapter, not the end. That we have the hope of eternal life, eternity spent with God in his direct presence. That's what the resurrection does. 2 Corinthians 5.16 So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Our life, our purpose, our mission is all made new in the resurrection. 
when we believe in our hearts and profess with our mouths Jesus is Lord, everything is changed. The rules are changed. We're no longer bound by those rules, those laws, those those sacrifices because we have a new covenant with God, a new understanding, a new contract, a new agreement. And it's an agreement of grace, love and acceptance. Our focus changes because we have a new mission. We're no longer self-focused. We no longer have our best interests in mind. Because of the resurrection, our future is sealed and secure. We don't need to worry about that anymore. Our focus changes on telling everyone else about it. And and the outcome's changed. Our future hope, our eternal existence, is no longer of concern. It's now a confidence, an assurance that there is no condemnation. There's no spiritual consequence for our sinful humanity because Jesus rose from the dead and so will we. Death and sin has no hold on us. Of this we can be assured of as a result of the resurrection. And so like that caterpillar, we're not just added the wings. And sometimes life might feel like we're in that soup, which sounds gross. But we're being broken down. We're being reorganised. And we're going to emerge. We're going to emerge in a beautiful new way, just as God has planned just as God sees us because we are God's new creation. I love how Paul ends 1 Corinthians 15. It says this, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labour in the Lord is not in vain. So don't forget this. We're 51 weeks before the next Easter. Remember this every day. Remember this every week. That the resurrection of Christ changes everything. Without it, we have no gospel we have no salvation, we have no saving message, and we certainly have no future hope. But the resurrection changes that. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together, this time to reflect on all that you've done for us. And Father God, we, we thank you for the reminder that the resurrection is what changes everything, that we are no longer the same, We are no longer living in our old life, living in our old ways. We're no longer bound by rules. We're no longer living for ourselves. Father God, would this coming week we be reminded every day, every moment, that your resurrection has changed everything for us. May we live in the confidence of the new covenant that you have made with us. May we live in, in anticipation of the new mission you've placed us on. And Father God, would we live like the new creation you've called us to be. Father God, be with us this week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like prayer or to find our seven-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. 
If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.